I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, Fair. There are other apps out there, but Fair is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called Fair, F-A-Y-R. Fair is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the Fair app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. You've got to make a commitment to doing things differently and breaking free from that history that you have together is not easy. You know, you have a certain way of communicating with each other and engaging and making decisions. And it doesn't mean you have to throw everything out, but you need to figure out where you need to gain that separateness, that independence and what you need to change. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to part two of my special two-part interview with parenting expert Christina McGee as we talk about her six top tips for co-parenting under the same roof while going through divorce. If you have not watched part one, I strongly recommend that you go back and listen to it because in that episode, Christina outlines not only her first few tips for making the co-parenting work better under one roof, but she also points out the two upsides or the two silver linings to co-parenting under one roof. So go back, listen to that, and then come back and listen to this part two, which has really important final tips for that co-parenting period during divorce. do see those situations all the time where at least one person thinks, well, sure, we're getting a divorce. We've agreed. We're going to stay in the house. Why does anything need to change for now? Like, why don't we just keep doing what we've always been doing? And I think you say, avoid doing what you've always done. Well, when you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's a reason that the relationship wasn't working. 
you know, right. And in order to move life forward, you're going to need to do some things differently. The other trap that I see lots of parents fall into is they make a decision. Oh yeah, we're going to split up, but they continue to communicate the same way. They continue to fight the same way. They, you know, kids, nothing really changes for the kids except that, you know, they're stuck moving their stuff back and forth between two households. So I think if you really want to make things work for your kids, you've got to make a commitment to doing things differently and breaking free from that history that you have together is not easy. You know, you have a certain way of communicating with each other and engaging and making decisions. And it doesn't mean you have to throw everything out, but you need to figure out where you need to gain that separateness, that independence, and what you need to change. Yeah, it may be a gradual process, mm-hmm. but you know, if there's one time in life when you need to grow and you need to feel the pain of that growth, because it is a difficult process and you're already going through difficulty because divorce is a difficult process, but you're going to need to grow in some ways as parents. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's no perfect parents. I'm a, a bonus parent, but I, you know, no, not perfect. We've all had to grow. This is a time when you definitely, because it wasn't working the way it was. So right. that change has to happen now. Um, and then, you know, final, final point, but I think this may be even one of the most important ones because this is where people get stuck not only during the process, whether you're living under the same roof or not, but often for years and years or lifetimes after the divorce is final, they're stuck in the past. They're stuck on what brought them to the point of divorce. And that can be especially hard in the beginning days of divorce, in the beginning days, living under the same roof, where the, you know, the hampers not getting the socks in it and the dishwashers getting loaded improperly and whatever, the drinking is still going on. How do you change the focus off? What went wrong? What brought you to this point? There's two parts. One is we have to adjust our expectations, right? And I talk with parents about this all the time. I was, you know, I had a coaching client. She's like, you know, I've, I've told him about this, this, and this. I want to talk with him about the kids. We need to be communicating as co-parents. And I I want him to be involved in the decisions and, and he just, he just won't have conversation like 10 minutes and he's checked out. So my question for her was, well, what was it like when you were married, when you were together? Did you have lots of co-parenting conversations? Did you really get into the details about the, how the kids were parented and have long discussions? And she said, no, absolutely not. He was horrible at communicating. And I said, okay, so <laughs> What's changed here? (laughs) You know, so divorce and magically he's a whole different human being. And I, you know, I spend a lot of time telling parents, you know, don't go to the hardware store for milk because no matter how many trips you make, you're never going to find what you're looking for. And yet we have this, this idea, right? That because we're divorced and we're co-parenting now, all of a sudden there's going to be this stellar communication. There's going to be this enlightenment. There's going to be, he's going to do things different. She's going to do things differently. Chances are there will be some changes and there may be some really positive changes that come out of it. Cause a lot of times, you know, when you take that tension out of the relationship um, and you can really focus on parenting your kids, it, it can be a game changer for so many. 
you know, it, it can really make the parenting relationship work much better. We can grow as parents and as individuals, but it is a process and it usually doesn't happen day one. So we need to do some adjusting of our expectations. But the other piece is that you need to take a step back and think about what worked. And a lot of times we miss that. I had, had a coaching client I was working with and she was so frustrated because and worried because they couldn't agree on a parenting plan. Like she was, we're never going to agree. He's never going to budge. He's absolutely certain it needs to be this way. And I just don't know how we're going to get there. I want some strategies. Basically, she was wanting to know if I could help her change him. Yes, I, I heard that loud and clear. <laughs> and when we started talking about the situation, they were living in the same household. And as we were talking, she was talking about how they had both sat down and agreed on finances. They didn't have any issues with that. They really co-parented very well together, even though they were going through the, the process of separating. They're still in one home. He was even open to reading a parenting book and they were reading the same book. And I said, look at all these positives. Look at all these things you have going for you. Are you telling me that you can, like you've got all these things that are really working in your relationship and you're going to spend all your energy focusing on the one thing that's difficult. So if you can get here with these things, what's it going to take you to get to this one? So less, and, and she had never occurred to her that actually there were all these things that were working. So when parents are getting stuck, I ask them, all right, when was a time when you made a good decision together? When was a time when you worked really well? When's the time you had a great co-parenting conversation? How do you repeat that success? What about that worked? What were the conditions? What kind of things did you do? A lot of times it also has to do with our attitude moving into the conversation. How open are we? Yes. You know, um, or are we really defensive, ready to jump on it? And, and just how our own perspective, are we approaching it with positive intent, trying to see the best in each other instead of the worst in each other? And again, you know, when you lost that love and feeling, not easy to do. <laughs> we get that. I've, I've been there. Yes. I've lost that love and feeling. Um, but that's a, such a good point. And it's, it's really, it's interesting because a common mediation technique or a technique that we use as mediators is when the parties are in a space where you can tell they're both very clearly focused on where they can't agree, we will remind them of, and, and often we'll just go, well, let's go back and just look at here. So, so you've come to an agreement on blah, 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 blah. And you've, uh, oh, and you've got a really great, you know, schedule around this. And just reminding people that they have been able to work together is often enough to unlock a log jam mm. or at least put people into a different frame of mind. But one of the biggest pitfalls of divorce is that it's even easier to, to fall back on what's gone wrong in the past. Right. And it's our, it's our default. Mm -hmm. It's our, he's always done this. She's always been this way. This is, you know, this is how we argue. This is how we talk. This is what we do. And so, yes, not staying stuck in that past. I always tell clients, I mean, the whole reason the podcast is divorce and beyond is I really want people to be focused forward on the future, not on the past and what went wrong. Um, you know, so I think that 
if we are talking, you know, right now we're talking to those parents who are finding themselves in the very difficult situation of continuing to cohabit under the same roof, co-parent under that same roof, provide stability and security and love for their children. These are just six really, you know, solid tips to get you started on a path to, to make the living together under that one roof workable for all of you, but also to find those two positives that you were talking about or to maximize the advantages that you actually might not have ever noticed that you're getting out of this situation. Right. And I really like the tip you gave earlier when you said, okay, write this down, (laughs) put it somewhere where you'll see it often. I mean, I am a huge believer in giving ourselves visible reminders. And so during this time, when things are clearly going to be really challenging what can you do to kind of keep what's most important to you top of mind? You know, do you have a mantra? Do you have a quote, something you picked up from a podcast or an article or a book, you know, just a, a one-liner or two sentences, put it as yeah. a screensaver on your phone, <laughs> put it Here's on the... your refrigerator. <laughs> yes. I'm not, I always say tattoo it on your forehead, but I don't mean that seriously. But seriously, honestly, with that phrase that you you use, the relationship may have changed, but your kids' needs have not. And and really, it's not even that your kids' needs may have not changed. They may have been increased. Right. Your kids may be and are likely even more needy of certain things from their parents right now than they may have been in the past or they may be in the future. This is a time truly where your children need to be the focus of your your process and in the, you know, in the the center, not the middle. And I do want to talk about that for a second as well, that phrase, because that ha- that concept of a child-centered divorce is something that you and I both take very, very seriously and and really want to help more professionals be prepared to help families make that transition in a child-centered fashion. So you've actually created an amazing training for professionals. So for a moment here, I just want to talk to my listeners who are in the divorce space, who are trying and working so hard to help families in transition. You have a new training that's actually a specialist certification program called the Co-Parenting Specialist um, Program through Mostyn Guthrie. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to be covering in that program. So the focus of the program is really to help professionals get connected with how this process how families experience this process, both parents and children on an emotional level. What does that cycle of divorce feel like when kids are experiencing loss, when parents are experiencing loss, but not just thinking about grief in terms of how you're feeling, but it also often those feelings translate into behaviors. Um, And so what behaviors are you looking for? What are some of the things that you should be paying attention to, to kind of clue you in on where your clients are emotionally, where their kids may be emotionally. And often when we have that um, information, it also helps us become a better guide. Because I really believe that divorce professionals, whether you're a coach, a family lawyer, a mediator, you know, collaborative lawyer, you are a point of influence. And you really have the opportunity to significantly change the landscape 
of how these families go through the divorce process. It's like being a, a first port of call. And quite often, you know, when by the time parents find me, the wheels have clearly already come off. Unfortunately, right? If they got to you earlier, right. you'd be able to help. Right, right. In a different way. I know you help your families at all at, at all stages the of the divorce process. But for the most part, you know, when people make the decision to split up, usually their first thought is, I've got to find a mediator, I've got to find a family lawyer, I've got to, you know, we get to the business at hand of how are we going to negotiate this piece of it. They don't necessarily always think about, ooh, I got to find somebody who's going to help me think about my kids or help me sort through my own feelings about this process. Or maybe you've even tried therapy and it wasn't, you know, exactly successful. You did it as a couple or, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hits and misses as you go through this process. But being that first port of call for families is, I believe, such an important role. And so the goal of this training is really to equip professionals with information about the emotions, about the ages and stages, because there's a lot of things that go on with kids developmentally. Yeah, you know? right. And they change. Yes. They, it, they're going to grow up. <laughs> and when we're crafting these agreements, it's really important to have a good handle on what what's really important for a three-year-old, what's super important for a 13-year-old, how are they different when you have kids of multiple ages, um, what are some things you need to take into consideration? And often, um, especially with the emotional aspects of divorce and the age and developmental stage, there can be things that get um, misunderstood by, or misinterpreted yeah. by parents that become points of conflict. When a lot of times if parents add the information on the front end, that would shift that, right? But if we don't know it, we yeah. certainly can impart it to the parents that we're working with. We also dive into just kind of what are some of the core components of developing a successful co-parenting relationship. Some of them we've talked, we've touched on in this podcast, um, but there are a lot more. And then we'll also have a fourth day, which I'm really excited about. And that's talking about developing parenting plans. How do we take all this information yeah. and really put it into action and create and craft plans that truly stand the test of time, that don't just fall apart after the ink's dried, um, that we're really giving parents an opportunity not to just come to an agreement that's enforceable, but giving them an opportunity to redefine family life, to establish what that new normal is going to look like and really walk them through some of these really important issues and decisions and needs that their kids have. And so the focus of that is really creating a space for us to talk through these kind of things, to really dig in and explore them and how they relate to the realities of working with separating and divorcing parents. It's really, truly a revolutionary sort of um, training course. It's not a revolutionary concept. You've been talking about it forever and it's what you, you know you do at the core of what you do. But you're 100% correct. This goes back to what I said earlier in this episode that you know sometimes parents need that third party who knows children and what's best for children and develop, you know all of these issues that we just you just talked about to help the parents to be able to hear 
what works best for their children because it's very hard for them to hear it from each other in, in under these circumstances. So to have the professional that you select to work with or professionals that you select to work with trained in this this type of information, this support that they can then pass on to their clients is really a kind of missing critical component in the entire process because it goes back to, you know, looking at parenting plans as a timeshare arrangement. And, you know, we're going to get, uh, just let me throw out that phrase that I hate so much, 50-50 parenting. <laughs> I hate that 50-50 parenting phrase. And I hear it every day of my life as a divorce professional. And until I think the professionals are trained in what what children need and, and a child-centered divorce, I, I think that the entire process will remain focused on this timeshare aspect and percentages mm. and, you know, how many hours here and there, which those aspects come into this, but they are not geared in what really is the most important thing. And that is what the children need. So I'm excited about that. I just, for my professionals out there, we're starting our first um, certification course, which is already, I think, halfway to sold out in February. And then we're going to be doing it again in May. So go to mostonguthrie.com to check that out. But also for the listeners who are parents who want resources, we've already talked about how to get parenting apart. You can get it on the Mostyn Guthrie website. You can get it on the Divorce and Beyond Pod website. You can get it on a Divorce and Children website. Where else can they get information about you, Christina, reach out to you, and you have some fantastic free resources, I know, for people. Yes. Um, so where can where where is that all located? The best place to find me is divorceandchildren.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Christina underscore McGee. And um, I'm also on Facebook at Divorce and Children. So if you're wanting to connect with the community or just get some small little doses, you know, of uh, co-parenting information, those are great places to start. Uh, on my website, I do have a free resource that I offer to parents and it's a resource guide. So one of the challenges when you're going through this is when you want help, how do you find it? What do you look for? And everybody has different needs. So I put together, I did all the work for parents by putting together reading lists, books for kids, um, books for yourself, different websites you should check out, different topics you should think about. Like if you're dealing with high conflict or parent alienation, I've got resources in there to help you with that. Um, recommendations for uh, videos and movies, supportive programs. So if you're looking for resources and you want to kind of get a jump start, uh, hop on over to my website, sign up for my list, and um, you'll get a, a PDF copy of that right away. I also have a follow-up article that kind of supports all the things we've talked about. So if you've scribbled some notes, but you want <laughs> you want them you want it in out, nice written format, yeah, you'd yeah. like to read it over again, um, there we'll put a link to the blog um, that will have all of these tips and there's a lot of information there. So chances are, if there's something else you're kind of wanting some more information on, you can certainly find something there that's going to be helpful for you. 
You know, I want readers or listeners to think about that. This is a parenting expert's list of recommended resources. So, you know, this is the ultimate way to find the resources that you might need. Christina has carefully vetted all of the um, information on there. And one thing or two things um, that I know are on that list, and I don't want to leave this episode without mentioning, Christina is the was also the consultant for Ellen Bruno to the first Split film. You all have met Ellen and heard about Split in a prior episode, What Children Really Think About Divorce. There is a sequel coming out called Split Up the Teen Years. And Christina, again, was, uh, of course, very involved in the project. Um, I've had an opportunity to see that. Um, it will be debuting very soon, I believe, uh, li- literally within weeks. Of course, I, that will be covered on the podcast. Um, but any little tips or insights or, or you know, insider information about the sequel that you want to share? It's such a fabulous film. I just, it is, it is. And so for those who may not be familiar with Split, Split's a documentary that was created for kids by kids. It's just children who have parents who've gone through divorce talking about how it feels when parents part. And um, it is a, a beautifully put together film. The children are between six and 12 years of age, uh, and it covers a, a broad range of topics, but it's not just here's how your kids have been damaged to film it. Actually, there's a lot of hope, resilience, um, and just a really great message. The goal of the film is to let kids know that they're not alone and to really give parents an opportunity to see what kids like their own but not their own are thinking and feeling about divorce. So in follow-up to this film, uh, Ellen's kept in touch with the original kids who were in the first film. And one of the things that just kind of kept weighing on her mind is, is I wonder if there's more to the story. And so she decided to find out and she went back and re-interviewed 11 of the original 12 and had conversations with them as young adults as they were in their phase of launching graduating from high school, moving out of the house, going to university, uh, setting out on their own. It is fascinating to hear these conversations. Um, And it is very clear that there are still some things that stay with kids. I have always referred to divorce as kind of like a thread that runs through children's lives. It's not a, a process that just ends um, at some point, but it, it lasts a lifetime. The question is how it plays out. And as parents, you know, how we're supporting our children, the choices that we're making today are very much impacting their tomorrow. And I think that the second film, Split Up the Teen Years, really brings that into sharp focus. You know, the original Split film what is a revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have never had a parent or a child or a professional watch it without it having an impact, a deep impact on them. I will tell you, Split Up the Teen Years is probably even more impactful because it's a little peek into the future for people. And I do want to emphasize there's good, there's bad, there, you know, it's life, right? Mm. This, it's these 11 kids and how their parents divorce and their experience of divorce has carried forward these six or seven years into the future for them. You will laugh, you will cry, you will be um, entertained, you will take things away, you will watch it more than once. It, it will help you and it will scare you and it will do all of those right. things. But it's, right. I, I think of it as 
both of them is required viewing. Um, and I hope that in the world that we live in, they are going to become a part, even more a part of the landscape for people going through divorce. So those resources are out there as well. I will, of course, link to to split the original film in these show notes. And as soon as the sequel comes out, we'll have a whole we're going to have a whole big premiere, <laughs> folks, a big to do for this. So Christina, um, I'm looking at the time on taping this episode, and we have created a special double episode. Oh, I wow. hope everyone has enjoyed <laughs> this special double episode. We went into it, and such an important topic that um, you know I'm going to break this down into a Monday and a Thursday. So as you're listening to this end portion, it'll be Thursday after or Thursday um, after the first episode. But Truly critical and an important time for people. We know as you're sitting here in January, in divorce month, it's really for so many of you, the beginning of what's going to now be, you know, a new chapter in your lives going forward and a a new, you know, process and life in your books. Um, But these tips from Christina are the golden nuggets that we wanted to pass on. They are going to help you in that situation where you're under the same roof so that you can find golden nuggets to help you find the silver lining of of living together. So as always, Christina, thank you so much for joining me. It's always wonderful to have you here. And listeners, write in. Christina, this is I mean she's an amazing resource. If you are a parent going through divorce, or co-parenting and have questions, write in. Christina is a wonderful human being. And when I reach out to her and ask her to come on, she scrapes up a little time in her very busy schedule. So she'll come back and answer questions. Just reach out, uh, divorceandbeyondpod at gmail.com. Send your questions in. So thank you, Christina. you. It's been fabulous as always. As always. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Oh,